Tell them who you are. Say I'm. I'm Daddy BB. Welcome to the Vine. The verse. By verse. By verse. Preaching. With your host. Say Pastor. Rob. Rob. Ginter. Good job. I love you. I didn't say I wanted to preach on that subject while the congregation was asleep. I'll preach as a dying man to dying men. We are getting our ideas from the Bible. We are taking the listeners for a swim in the text. We believe that only God makes a preacher, but we want to help him be more faithful. This is the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast with host, Pastor Rob Ginter. The majority of the Bible is telling us a story, a historical account, a narrative. If you don't know how to handle narrative passages effectively, then you cannot preach most of the Bible. That's why February kicks off Narrative Month here on the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Up first in this celebration is this episode with Dr. Stephen Mathewson. He's the senior pastor of Cross Life Evangelical Free Church in Libertyville, Illinois, and also the director of the Doctor of Ministry program at Western Seminary in Portland, Oregon. You might recognize him from his book, The Art of Preaching Old. Old Testament narrative. Pastor Steve Mathewson, welcome to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. Thanks so much, Rob. Good to be with you today. As many people go through seminary and they take these preaching classes, there's a focus oftentimes on the epistles or the letters, particularly of of the New Testament. And then we get out of seminary and we go into these churches realizing that over 70% of the Bible is not the New Testament and a large chunk of it is not a letter, but instead it's a narrative. So vastly, speaking from personal experience, we feel unprepared for preaching these narratives. Hence why we have you here today, Dr. Mathewson. So uh, before we get started, um, as a foundational element, give us your definition of the type of preaching that you believe to be faithful to the scriptures. Sure. Uh, I'm a big proponent of expository preaching. That would be the kind of preaching that, that unpacks the biblical text that goes uh, section by section. I kind of prefer that to verse by verse. Certainly we'll go through, you know, we'll go verse by verse, but, you know, we're, we're trying to work through a text to unpack the author's argument. And yeah, I, I always tell people that the Bible is not just a book of sayings. And sometimes we get that impression because of the chapter and verse divisions. And I'm very thankful for those. I'm thankful that they, they, that they were added. Uh, of course, years later, uh, many years after uh, the uh, the books of Scripture were originally written, but uh, great in terms of locating things. One of the downsides is I think sometimes people think, uh, you know, well, the Bible's a book of sayings. I can just go pick and choose uh, sayings, and 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 yet we have to understand. Uh, we're to understand what God is saying. We have to understand the. Uh, the argument that is being developed, that is just the flow of thought. And uh, that varies or that, that works a little differently, uh, say from the epistles to narrative to poetry. But uh, in each one of those, there, there's some kind of way that thought develops. And I, I believe preaching needs to unpack that so that we uh, help people understand what the truth is. And then we're also applying that to their lives. And as we dig a little bit deeper in how this all works, in what ways would the genre of a passage affect the preaching of the said passage? I love that question because uh, some would argue, well, it, it doesn't. 
I think it should. I, I think we are uh, responsible to, to give people a Bible-shaped word in a Bible-shaped way. And that doesn't mean that if I'm preaching on the Psalms that I have to stand up and preach in, in parallel lines of poetry. Yeah, if anybody knows how to do that, I'd be fascinated. But, but it does mean I think that my sermon has to have a bit of poetic flair uh, to it. Uh, I, I think there's a tendency where we uh, go to the different kinds of literature and scripture, but when we preach it, we can, we're tempted maybe to mash it into whatever uh, approach we're comfortable with, whether that's the old three points in a poem or, or whatever it might be. But I think there's a real communication advantage to allowing the, uh, the literary genre of the text to uh, determine, you know, how we put our sermon together. So if, if we're in uh, one of uh, Paul's letters or Peter's letters, and it's a bit more tightly argued, uh, well, we're, we're going to follow that. We're going to trace that argument. And, and yet, if, if we're in a story, the, in a narrative, that narrative the sermon ought to have a story-like quality to it. I've already mentioned, uh, you know, poetry, you know, with Psalms. So we, we want people to uh, walk away, not feeling like they've uh, simply, you know, been deluged with information, or that this is some tightly argued thing. But we want them to feel the emotional development of of, of that psalm. So I would argue that uh, that the genre of a passage really should affect the way that we uh, that we we preach it. And what it's going to affect is is sermon form, and 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 then maybe some of the the ways that we uh, you know within that form that that we communicate. And speaking of the, the form and shape of the sermon, there's debate, I would say, uh, in the difference between an inductive, preaching a sermon inductively versus deductively. Can you tell us what those two things are and how that we form it like that? Yes. Uh, in, in deductive reasoning, uh, deductive reasoning means that you put the, the main idea, the big idea at the beginning, you put that up front, and then you you break it down and you develop it. So you, you get the conclusion first, and then you, uh, you you go to the various pieces. With with inductive preaching, it's just the opposite. Inductive, you you save the conclusion for the end, and you uh, yeah you you work with the various pieces that get you there. And there's a yeah, before, I think before we, we decide which one to use, I would say it's important to understand the, the pros and cons. With, with deduction, the, the, the pro would be clarity. You state your idea up front. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Uh, the downside is uh, it could lack suspense. Uh, now, you, you can solve that. I, I think when you, you preach deductively, you have an idea, and then you look at what, what does Scripture do with this? Does it does it defend the idea? Does it ex- well? Does it explain it? That's where we we always start. Does it explain it? Does it defend it or prove it? Uh, and then does it apply it? With induction, it's the opposite. the The danger of induction is that people might not understand exactly where you're going. But the advantage of in- induction is that there's more suspense. So again, deduction: the idea comes at the beginning. Induction or inductive preaching, the idea comes at the end. 
And my answer to the question, how do you tell which one to do, kind of goes back to the previous question, and that is, well, what does the, the biblical writer do? Uh, what does that particular passage do? And if you're in Paul's letters, I think you could make the case that some of his arguments are more deductive, some are more inductive. Uh, with narrative, uh, by and large, stories work inductively. Uh, you know, they, they work their way to, to a conclusion. So uh, rather than at the beginning of your sermon on a narrative saying, <clears throat> you know, what this story teaches us is, and then you lay out the big idea, I'd say, no, 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 save that and let the let your listeners come along in a journey and uh, discover that idea where it shows up in the story. And that's usually going to be at the end. As we are doing this, let's focus on and think about a narrative in general. If you're, you're trying to preach inductively and develop a proposition and main points, how do we get those from a story? Yeah, that's a great question. I believe what we have to do is uh, work with the kind of the main contours of a story or a narrative. And there, there really are two central pieces. Uh, one would be the crisis. The other would be the resolution. Now, uh, literary scholars, when they think about narrative, they'll start with something that, uh, that they call exposition. And, and I think I would refer to that as background. Uh, but you, you get into a story and, and, yeah, there has to be a certain amount of uh, uh, background information, and, and that can take a verse. It can take 10 verses. I, I think in Genesis uh, 38, the story of Judah and Tamar, probably the first 11 verses are uh, uh, probably their exposition or, or background, at least the first five. And by the way, that's, that's important because when we preach narrative, we have to preach larger chunks. We have to get a whole story. So there's always an exposition, whether it's short or a little bit longer, that just gives us the kind of who the characters are, where does the story take place. Then uh, we, we come to the crisis of the story, and that crisis might be a series of, of crises, uh, but there's some kind of a crisis or crises, and then there's a resolution. That's huge. Uh, that, that crisis is somehow resolved. Now, Again, that can be a series of, uh, that, that resolution may not all happen at once. It may happen over two or three different uh, uh, events in, in the story, but eventually that narrative is resolved. Now, that narrative, that resolution can be a, a sad ending, which we call a tragedy, or it can be a happy ending, which we call a comedy. And that's, that's a literary term, not the uh, uh, you know, Stephen Colbert uh, sort of uh, category. Uh, but it's it's a happy ending. So you, you think of tragedies, you think about uh, some of the stories about King Saul, and uh, you, you think of, or, or Jephthah in, in the book of Judges. Uh, you know, the, the comedies, the, the happy endings are going to be stories like Ruth or uh, the, the story of David and Goliath. So anyway, you have your exposition, you've, you've got your... Uh, uh, crisis, then you have a resolution. Now, some stories have a separate uh, conclusion. Uh, literary scholars use a French word. It looks like denouement, but they would pronounce it as denouement. So that, that's a word, by the way, we should never use in the, the pulpit. Yes, if, if you're charging tuition, maybe that's why we, that's why we use words like denouement. But, uh, but just to know, some stories will have a separate conclusion that 
that kind of spells out the implications. So point is the heart of that story is the crisis and the resolution. And what I find is that a lot of my sermons are uh, from narrative are, are kind of two major points. You know, one has to do with the crisis. One has to do with the resolution. That that's to me, that's maybe the easiest way uh, to do that uh, because that story and its resolution will, will help us understand how, um, kind of what the what the main idea what the big idea of that narrative is so that's that's often a helpful way of doing it uh, you you could uh, you could also kind of look at the main movements of a story and again those will those will kind of line up with uh, um, you know crisis or resolution but a lot of it is telling the story now we have to do more than that when we preach narrative we have to do more than retell the story, but we can't do less than that. So you know, maybe the simplest way would be to, to say, what's the crisis? What's the resolution? And, and then as, as you work with that, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more, I'm sure, but we'll come up with, uh, you know, what's the big idea? And then uh, you, your main points, maybe the simplest way of doing it. It's not the only way, but I think the simplest way is is to have two main points. Your, your first is the crisis. The second is how the story is resolved. And, and often the, you know, the, the author's intended meaning, the concern will kind of work, you know, right along, you know, those, uh, those two. And so that'll help you put together your, your main points. So I guess that would be a, a short answer. There, there's some other things that you could probably do, but I think especially for those starting out thinking, man, where do I even begin? Uh, yeah, work with the crisis and resolution and build your two main points off of that. And I think you'll be in, in good shape. You'll, you'll follow that, that narrative, the, the way the narrative develops. And I, I think we'll be a lot more faithful text. Thank you for listening to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. You can find us online at goversebyverse.com.